today I'm not feeling that great I'm not catching on fire today Love has started to fade I'm not going to smile today I'm not gonna laugh You're out living it up today I've got dues to pay And the grave digger puts on the forceps The stonemason does all the work We're waiting <laughs> The barber can give you a haircut The carpenter can take you out to lunch Okay, it is uh, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller. <clears throat> the Sultan of Slit. <laughs> Here for episode, I think, 41 or 42 of the Fun Employment Files. I think it's 41, right? I think, so. I think it is. Who cares? I, I know we're listening to the cake. That's all yeah, I care about. We're listening to cake. What's the name of this song? Sheep Go to Heaven. It's very groovy. It's like, that's cake. It's very groovy, Daddy-O. <laughs> Look at those Hepcats. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. We are queer. Do your best. Get used to it, America. I'm here with old Chucky Taylor Sex over there. How you doing? Pretty good. Great. Fantastic. Wonderful. Lovely. Let me see here. Episode 41. Episode 41. Yeah. Number 41. We should have started off with the Dave Matthews song, number 41. Oh, fuck. I've got that one, too. Well, yeah, well let's go ahead and start off with it. Let's dude. do that. Uh, I will go in this way. I won't be forced to eat my own poop. Is this one of them intro Dave Matthews songs? Am I going, am I going to hear a. Yeah. Very atmospheric. It's A minor to C. I don't, know, I don't really know that. <laughs> I think I used to know this song. This drummer is fucking. I think it starts ridiculous. with A minor seven. A minor seven. It's Carter Beaufort. Is that the drummer? Yeah. He's fucking amazing. He's great. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. From that, from that big muscular fucking pipe player he's got, that yeah. big black dude. The baritone sax player. You know, to be a classically trained actor it doesn't enunciate very well in the songs. Is he? Classically trained actor? I learned that somewhere, like so Shakespearean or some bullshit. He's like South African or some shit. Yeah, he is. Via, from Virginia via South Africa. I guess. Mm-hmm. He started right there in um, whatever the town is. <laughs> Virginia, that town in Virginia, the, the, where the who's Newport are. News. Yeah, <laughs> start right there, at Newport News. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. go with that. Yeah, can't remember the Ro- my, Roanoke. My sister used to live. In, no, it's not Roanoke. No, Virginia Beach. No, it's wherever the Cavaliers. In Virginia Beach, like the Peter Wrighty of beaches. I've never been to Virginia Beach. It's like I don't know. It, it's not Myrtle. And Myrtle's it's, a redneck Riviera. I won't. I won't have you say anything <laughs> bad about Myrtle. <laughs> There it is. And I won't eat my vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. No, I, I do too. I love. I love this song. There's a lot of Dave Matthews Band's song. There's another song though. This is my. Since we're going into this, I'm. Gonna, this is my favorite Dave Matthews song. I think because it's so. It's like lie in our graves. Because at the minute, that's a, a good little riff. About here. two minutes in. They go to a part where it's just dun dun dun. You hear them talking, yeah, and they're all drunk as shit, and you can tell it. Sounds about right. Yeah, 
Well, this is during Hot Times right there. I mean, that was, was May 6th. Second album. First one was Under the Table and Dreaming. So we'll say nice seven for this? I don't know. I really don't know. I remember Dave Matthews first came out. I was into it, but I couldn't admit it. I was metalhead. I liked everything I heard, but I didn't I didn't have uh, MTV or anything at the time. And uh, so w- just whenever somebody was playing it somewhere I was yeah. at, I was like, I like this song. I want to crash into him. I want to hike up my skirt just a little more. So many good musicians in one band. Yeah, it is a little unfair. Yeah. So, yeah, Carter Burford, he's, he's really good on the skins. He's a jazz drummer. Yeah. He's something. He's a large man. Yeah. Extremely large man. He's um. Even though he's doing a lot, he's not doing too much for this type of music. Right. If he was, if he was at Neil Young's band, Neil Young would kick him out. What, for doing too many fills? Just for being too good. Like, Oh, really? That's why. That's sort of like why they didn't hire uh, Metallica, didn't hire Les Claypool. Well, because they were threatened? No, it's not because they were threatened. It's like, you, you're going to do your own thing. Yeah. You, this isn't for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, did, you, did you see the... the this uh, was before Les Claypool was Les Claypool. Uh, I don't know if it was. Like 86? Well, well, no, he, no, it wasn't after Cliff died. It was after... Oh, when they were starting a new It band? was after Jason Newstead left. Les Claypool auditioned no, no, for no. him. No, no, no. It was when Cliff died. But then he came and did it again. Oh, like, did he really? Yeah, he he did. wanted to yeah, be... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really already wanted, Les Claypool. Yeah, he wanted to be in Metallica. He <laughs> had Primus at that point and had, you know, Tommy the Cat and all that stuff. Yeah. So... What a weird guy. Yeah. I just want to be in Metallica. A couple of guys tried out for him. Um, Pepper Keenan from Corrosion Conformity tried out for him. Um... And they hired that big Hawaiian or Indian or Samoan or whatever the fuck he is. He kind of stomps around on stage. He's really good, too, though. I've seen him play with bluegrass bands with a stand-up. Rob Trujillo? Yeah. He's a uh, Mexican, actually. Never mind. He's terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. He's not terrific. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. He's not outstanding. Golden showers. I don't think nah, that's that's not for the that's show. that's for tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's for the big show. Yeah. That's for the way. <laughs> Oh, the big show! So you were um, you were afraid to admit you were a Dave Matthews fan, huh? Um, initially, yes. Um, it's like it's like when you're in high school and you're defining yourself by. Does that sound weird? Or is that just me? It sounds fine right now. Okay, uh, when you're defining yourself by, tilt it down a little bit. By what you like. There you go. Yeah, okay, okay. Whoop. I knew it sounded a little there bit. There it is. Uh, by defining yourself by what you like, but also defining yourself by what you're in opposition to. Mm-hmm. What you can like is very limited. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I actually, I didn't start getting into hip-hop, and I loved hip-hop. Like, I knew from the beginning I loved hip-hop. I, did, I would hear it. Like, man, that sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Because um, you're racist. No. That had nothing to do with it. It was... Uh, well, actually, at that point... There was a musical racism that was shared that. shared by many. You didn't necessarily dislike the people, but you thought that people should stick to their own music, you know, which is stupid as fuck. Because there's it's been completely great, dumb, yeah. There's been great. I mean, I like the Beastie Boys, but for me, that was oh, okay. That's just the Beastie Boys, though, you know. They're the B. Uh, They're the B E A. You would say Steve, then we would both say boys. <laughs> Like in that one song Yeah I love them They're 
tremendous. Fantastic. Terrific. They're terrific. <laughs> um, I think one of the first full albums I ever listened to was Dr. Dre's The Chronic. It's a good album. First non-Garth Brooks album. <laughs> Not non-country album. Garth Brooks. I was big into him, man. He's talented as shit. Mm. And he also, no, is he not? Nah, he's fine. He's not like a good songwriter or anything. I didn't know that. Most I thought of, it was really good. Most of his songs he didn't write. He has some good songs. Does have some good songs. The Dance is a great fucking song. It is a good song. Whenever I die, I want. I don't want you to play it. <laughs> Think of it. <laughs> sing it to yourself. If, if I, can I, can I, can no, I, that's what it is. Can I sing it uh, with, uh, with uh, such irony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just all my friends, like a fucking swan song for me, drunkenly, shittily sing the dance. <laughs> Looking back. Everybody's off key. On the memory of... For a moment It is a great song Uh, If Tomorrow Never Comes Pretty great Yeah Dude dude Uh, had some great songs uh, Let me think Um, Standing Outside the Fire Is a good song It's a pretty good song Uh, I like the video Had that retad (laughs) (laughs) They had that that, uh, kid In the uh, race And he fell And he busted his face It was really awkward (laughs) And the other kids Came back and helped him Yeah Helped him up Um I liked Garth Brooks. Uh, he was he was inside the comfort zone. Like I was uh, willing to admit, I liked him. Uh, I had a. I really liked. To tell you the truth, I liked so many, at least three big Naughty by Nature songs while I was during my metal phase. Secretly, see, Naughty by Nature. They had um, Hip Hop Parade, OPP, OPP, Ghetto Bastard. I don't remember Ghetto Bastard. That's this show, folks. I don't remember it. It is a great tune. Is it like top ten all time? Better? No. Is it better than um, that one song? Um, yeah, it's better than that one. Don't push me because I'm close to the. That's edge. the uh, Sugar Hill Gang. That's no, Hill that's Fab. That's yeah. Fab Five Freddy and somebody that's, else. That's cool Modi. No, no, not Cool Modi. Cool Modi was one of those Kangol hat pulled down over your eyes, motherfuckers. Yeah, he was. Okay, um, let's see. Here we go. Grandmaster Flat. That's who I was thinking. This is uh, this is uh, Naughty by Nature. Actually, a TLC. Smooth it out. This is a story about the drift. Look at you, Tretch. You know, Tretch looks exactly the same now. Yeah. God takes care of himself. And and Black don't crack. What 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 did this sample? Bob Marley. Yep. Three little birds. Obviously, yeah. And some get none, some catch a bad one, and some leave the job half done. I they were a good group, man. Yeah, they didn't on the uh, they were on the failing Tommy Boy records. Like they, yeah, what happened with that? Like the they got two big, big rap labels back in the day. Were of course Death Row. They ruthless. They just collapsed under the weight of so much scandal and shit. Like that, the, the funny thing about whenever you were signed to like a rap label, like. You had to rep them in every single song yeah. and say something about it. Yeah, maybe you didn't have to, but that was your set, and you had better claim it, sir. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I mean, a no-limit soldier. Oh, God. That was dog shit. <laughs> it was fucking dog shit. And I the whole song I, sounds like he's trying to grunt out of shit. Well, that's when I started marking out my territory in hip-hop, because I knew I liked... I knew I was an East Coast kind of person. Like, I like that style better. It wasn't the fact really? that, well, the more reserved, like, 
more artistic type stuff, jazzy type stuff, like Tribe Called Quest. Uh, I was a big, big KRS One fan. Um, I like Naughty by Nature. I liked, uh, I liked the Fugees. I was, you know, I was. Ooh la la la! I didn't like that song. <laughs> the Fuji La wasn't a wasn't a fan of it, but um, I did like, uh, you know, Public Enemy. Like them a lot. Um, I did. I, I did like Dre, uh, Snoop. I liked. Too. I think his like. I don't know about his flow, but I always liked his stuff the best. Like anything that he produced, he you, you the, could tell that he, he did had it. the best beats. Like he had, he was a gifted producer. Well, he's a, I think he's an actual musician too. So yeah. he, was, he was able to to put things together that mm-hmm. even though a lot of it was just sampled. But but did he, man? Did he? He, Ugh. dude, you don't like him? No, not at all. No, I mean I, I appreciate what he did. I think, but like when it comes to him doing his own songs, no, thank you. Now throw Mason in the mix. You got my ear. <laughs> Only rapper with a lisp. <laughs> he had M A T E. There's Mace with a dollar sign on it. Yeah. Uh, well, Mace was okay, but my favorite from um, out of that camp was Craig Mack. Craig Mack. Return of the Mac. Nope. Oh my God. Return. Okay. <laughs> Lord. He's uh, he's British actually. Here is Craig Mack. Mac, I don't even understand how they didn't understand you and that Mary Joy. Yeah, I Kick know. Kick that old man. robotic futuristic <laughs> Remember, Jetson. Yeah. Does, does hip hop still do this with the yeah. sketches and stuff? Yeah. Robotic kick and slap. Flavor bit of batter. Chitter chatter. Batter than the matter. Bet you my shit come out fatter. I got the data. This is so much better yeah. than today's. Stuff. Yeah, it is, right? Right? There's Craig Mack right there. The king is what I mean. I mean, my man. And this guy. If there hadn't been a Biggie, if there hadn't been a yeah, because Biggie was amazing. Well, he was just such a larger than life personality, monster. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I saw that <laughs> the freestyle mm-hmm. battle he did when he was like Dude, fifteen or sixteen. What that fucking nuts? Corner. It was like Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's so fucking good. Um, but if it hadn't been, if Biggie had not been around, Craig Mack would have been a massive star. This song was actually a ma- was a giant hit. But you know, and he was on Bad Boy. But they started pushing Biggie, you know. And Craig Mack never saying that he never talked shit. He's like, uh, you know, whatever, you know. I don't care. He was actually in uh, the remix for Biggie's. They actually did a remix of this, and Biggie was on it. And you know, I, I love Biggie stuff. Like hip hop beats are so fucking interesting. Good ones are interesting. Bad ones, bad ones which are some of the worst. Nearly you've ever heard. all of them are now. In, nowadays, like except for probably. I mean, I'm, I'm, Old school hip hop is making a comeback. I'm I'm saying this not knowing, like, because I don't listen to it. But yeah. uh, the last, not the last Kanye album, but the last one that I listened to. Yes, the beats were fucking good. He's see, he's always been. Uh, he's he's always has been good. And like Jay, he's did a lot of Jay Z stuff. Yes, and I've always liked Jay Z beats and stuff. Rick Rubin did a lot of Jay Z stuff too. Yeah, he did. Um, Rick Rubin, what a fucking life that guy's had. Yeah, such a strange individual, you know. Just well, what he started off with, uh, Beastie Boys. Yes, he did. Then sometime around the mid nineties, he decided Johnny Cash. I'm just going to resurrect Johnny Cash's career, and he did. And he did. Um, that hurt is. Well, hell, he started doing it in the mid nineties. Yeah, Delia's gone and stuff yeah. like that. When he started having him cover current songs, like he did fucking Rusty Cage, Cage, and he did a. A bunch. He, hell, in the later years, he did like uh, uh, 
came from my soul. <laughs> he did like uh, Tom Petty's Won't Back Down. Mm-hmm. He did a U2 song or, or two, maybe. Yeah. He was. But hell, uh, Rick Rubin made an album with Pete Yorn. No, not Pete Yorn. I like Pete Yorn. Avid Brothers. He did an album with the Avid Brothers that I haven't listened to. I kind of gave up on them, man. Yeah, they kind of got. They wore it's, out their welcome. It's not that they're bad or anything. It's just that I listened to them a lot for like two years and then I just stopped. Well. I haven't heard any. I've seen them twice in concert. I've only seen Pearl Jam three times, and they're my favorite. Band. I've never seen them. Best band in the world. I have all the DVDs if you want to watch them live. I'd, yeah, I'd be interested. <laughs> if you want to take them home, yeah. watch them. Um, or YouTube. They're, <clears throat> people will come in, and they'll shoot on their phones, and then if Pearl Jam puts out the the actual <gasps> well-mixed, shut the fuck, MP3s the next day for like nine bucks. Right. So they'll meld them together. Yeah. So you get good sound, but shitty shitty uh, video. Right. Still, it's well. So kind of like being there. If you had shitty seats, like I always did, they're the best show you've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's an interesting rabbit hole we can do- go down. I think the overall best show I've ever seen. <coughs> yeah, you tell Godspell. <laughs> cats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're a bunch of cats and they're walking around. They're from space. It's I like they got people cool. feelings too. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the big spiky dicks. <laughs> um. I've seen, okay, just the ones I've seen. I've seen ACDC. I bet that was amazing. Uh, it was Razor Edge Tour, so it was. They were like. Razor Ramon was opening up for me, just come out. Yeah, he said, hey, Cut you know, a 25 minute promo. And then <laughs> toothpicks dropped from the ceiling. <laughs> Stabbed some kid in the head, but Lost a lot of eyes that day, but we had but, a good hey, time. Hey, but it was good. It's good times. <laughs> um, I saw, that was my first concert. Jeez. Yeah. I wouldn't have blow the lid off. I know. We, <laughs> I, and scared scared to death to go. Like. You know, I didn't like people, and you were thirty three years old. <laughs> this last month, <laughs> um, Axl Rose open. No. Uh, <laughs> I saw uh, I saw Kiss on the Revenge tour. Free ticket. Yeah, um, I was going to say you've said a lot of things about Kiss. Not all of them favorable. Uh, <laughs> hardly any of them favorable. Actually, on that tour though, that it wasn't bad. See, I don't have a problem necessarily with Kiss the band. I have a problem personally with Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Like I've stated, they're Jewish, and you no, like I've said, <laughs> like I've said ad nauseum. Uh, Gene Simmons is a prick, and Paul Stanley's an idiot, and he goes along with anything that Gene Simmons says. So sounds about right. Yeah. So, uh, and actually, the reason I liked that incarnation of Kiss is they had two other guys. They had uh, Bruce Kulick. Who was a great guitarist, really, really good guitarist. And then they had uh, the drummer, I can't remember his name, but he was the only member of Kiss ever to have blonde hair. <laughs> like he's, and he was a great drummer. Yeah, look, they're going to they're put a slouch back there. Yeah. And uh, it turns out, I just found this out today. It, so it reinforces my hatred of those two men uh, that they fucked Bruce Kulick uh, out, out of being, fucked him out of being in Kiss. They didn't give him any money, hardly. Just they, touring money. Yeah. But they just, they fuck everybody. And, um, but it was a good show. Uh, I've seen Tool. Tool was fucking amazing. Did they have anybody open for him? It's Law of Palooza. So oh, Corn, pretty cool. I actually saw Corn before Tool came out. Corn was this had to be in the Tool 90s, was headline headline ninety seven. So yeah, because Law of Palooza quit touring like ninety eight. Yeah, now they just have one. No, year. they had no. It was we went ninety eight too. Oh, maybe ninety nine then. Two thousand, I think they quit. And now they just have a festival, like a three day festival mm-hmm. here. Perry Farrell put that all together. Yeah, it was Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell. <laughs> We're here to teach you that, how to pronounce <laughs> words, over enunciate <laughs> words. Perry 
Farrell. I thought we were doing it like Jesse Ventura. Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell. How much potable water do you have? How many gallons of potable water do you have? Perry Farrell, former lead singer. Of porno, porno for pyros. pyros. <laughs> that's weird how that's the that's the first one we mentioned. Not yeah. Jane's addiction, yeah, but I think we did it because we for comedic value. <laughs> no, no, actually, that was the first one I could remember. <laughs> really, you didn't remember Jane's addiction? I couldn't remember Jane's addiction to save. Did the you day. like Jane's addiction? Yeah, the two songs I heard, I think, are great. Ben caught stealing. Ben and Jane said. Jane said. Yeah, uh, they were heavily. They were in a heavy uh, rivalry with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've seen Red Hot Chili Peppers. Have you? STP opened up for them. You know what? I forgot. That, Charles, that's that's an interesting uh, 1998. That's an ester- another interesting duo because they're very different. But you know who I saw STP with first? Who? Fucking Megadeth. They opened really? for Megadeth. Yeah, Countdown to Extinction tour. By the way, great fucking show. Uh, by who? Megadeth or yes. STP? STP was good too, but Scott Wilde's a prick. He was a prick back then. Started talking shit because a lighter beat him in the head. And he said, anybody else wants to throw any lighters, we'll be backstage. And he got fucking, people were whipping batteries at the fucking guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where was that? Uh, fucking Huntington. That sounds about like a Huntington crowd. Yeah, those Huntington guys. <sighs> you don't play fucking Hank right off the bat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, um, Megadeth was a great show. Uh, Metallica, saw them on the uh, the Black Tour, Black Album. Is that good? Yeah. Um, very good show. Uh, very good show. It's a good show. Um, good show, old man. <laughs> Let's see who else have I seen. I saw uh, the Beatles at the show. Saw Shea. Snoop. Really? Mm-hmm. Was that on tour? Oh, Palooza. Oh. Um, was that when he was still Snoop Doggy Dog? Yeah, he wasn't Snoop Lion. This was this is ninety seven. Was he falling back on that ass with a hellified gangster lean? Was he getting funky on the mic like an old batch of color greens? <laughs> um, I he was good, but he just actually no, it wasn't a good show. Like Snoop a thousand was, dudes on nah, stage, yeah, with him. yeah, and they all had pre- yeah, that's too many blacks. <laughs> they had prison uniforms. It's terrible, and I'm not exaggerating. I actually did. That was was that around when murder was the case? Came yes, out? okay, because he was charged with murder. How come nobody talks about that anymore? Snoop's done worked his way back into our hearts. Uh, do you think he did it? Probably, I have no idea. It Maybe when I was a child, he was from that area, so people die. It's hard. Um, I'm sure, the guy wasn't a fucking minch anyway. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> what a minch! Imagine, imagine what you would have to do to get Snoop Dogg to kill you. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> you would, you would <laughs> have to Come deserve on. it. I ain't no chili pepper. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Imagine the links you would have to go to to piss him off enough to even get up off the couch and quit playing video games. <laughs> I saw who else I see? I saw, I saw Godsmack. Are you um, a Godsmack fan? No, I always liked him better the first time. Yeah, me too. I mean, they were called Metallica because I always thought they sounded like Metallica. A lot. Uh, I don't agree. I know they got their name from. I liked one song by them pretty much. Uh, you know, I've heard Godsmack before, so I know Allison Chains has a song called Godsmacks, mm-hmm. but I mean, that doesn't it's like a turn of phrase. It's like a, a word that people say. Yeah. So, well, I just they had the song Whatever, which was a great song. I don't think I remember it. I'm doing the best I ever did. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good song. I don't like that one. When it first came out, it was great. Probably because that was like their first big hit. I it like the, the one like I'm not the one. Uh, I never so voodoo. I, didn't, I, I never liked voodoo. But they shifted from being. I remember Godsmack came out. I liked them, and then they shifted into being a like trying to be cool. Well, 
leather the, pants. Yes, and like then all the rednecks started liking them. Yeah. I love that Godsmack. Like, that's watch in, any new like uh, who's the one now? Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, that's the one. All the rednecks like them. Yeah, and they're they're. I mean, they're good musicians, but they're dog shit. I don't like it. Yeah, it's garbage. Who's the one that I do like though? Chevelle. <laughs> you know what? Breaking Benjamin. Uh, Chevelle and Bad. I like Breaking they did Benjamin. a good. Chevelle did a really good cover of a Pearl Jam song, uh, Immortality. <laughs> Fucking Mackie. <laughs> um, oh. Who was who the one that I sort of like? It's the ones that have the fucking video with ass in it. That's Mastodon. Yes, I like them. I think they're cool. I'm going to look up that Chevelle song. Motherfucker. What's the name? Taking a long time to look this fucking shit up. <laughs> well, I can't find it. I could have sworn the name of the band was Chevelle that did that. It doesn't matter. What I really meant to say. <laughs> that song's terrible. I I like that song. Really? Yeah. Who sang that? That was a uh, was it Crossfade? Yes. Come for you, I'm sorry. All the lies. Chevelle's still doing it, man. They're still putting stuff out, huh? Oh yeah. Like, I'm looking at him like I don't recognize any of these songs, huh? Hmm. Maybe Chevelle isn't the name of the the band that I'm thinking of. Who's the one that did the song with Amy Lee? That's uh. Could have sworn it was Chevelle. No, that's uh, fuck, broken. That's Seether. That's yeah. That's yeah. the. <laughs> Cause I, I heard something. My friend uh, said something about Amy Lee, and I don't know if it's you agree or whatever. Um, do you think she's the female Scott Stapp? I wouldn't. Here's their version of the Pearl Jam song. The female Scott Stapp. She's not on drugs or anything, is she? I mean, as in. Like she only she can sing one note. I was like, I beg to differ. I think she's a great singer. Yeah, she that's just what has I thought. A, fucking Scott's. No, I, for a second I thought you were. I thought you. I thought you said Scott Weiland. I was like, oh, Scott Weiland's a great singer. He was, but, 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 he but I thought you said Scott Weiland. But yeah, Scott Stab. No, she's. It's she has range. Yeah. She sounds like she means it when she says it. Yeah, I like Seether songs, not Chevelle. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Chevelle. Um, Amy Lee, well, Evanescence has one of my favorite songs. Um, Ever? Never, yeah. You Never Call Me When You're Sober? I think I've heard that. Yeah. We'll you, play it here in a second. Um, I love yeah, this show for like this reason. This, this is what we do. <laughs> That's good. I like that. But again, that's Eddie Vettering. They're Eddie Vettering. Well, he's, Seve- they're, he's he's Kurt and Eddieing at the same time. Yeah. Because this band was very influenced by Pearl Jam. Yeah. You can see it sort of. I don't, yeah. I don't, you, know, I, you don't know if it's an affectation or not. That just might be how the motherfucker sings. Because he's in, that's who he was influenced by. And, yeah, but that was. God, it's so terrible. Like when Scott Stapp would do it for Cree. It's dog well, he, shit. He wasn't doing it because he was influenced. He was doing it because he was trying to copy. Well, I know. That's I'm, so bad. I, yeah. I hated them whenever they came out. I didn't. Everybody like, they're going to be Pearl honest. Jam. And I, I was a Pearl Jam fan. Like, no. <laughs> Talk to me in 2017. Okay? <laughs> Talk to me in 2017. Who's getting ready to go in the Rock and Roll of Fame? Creed. No. Not even eligible. <laughs> not even eligible. Not eligible? They're not eligible. Why? Because the 25 years from your first album. Ah. And Pearl Jam's past that. 
I guess just this year, 91, I guess at the end of last year. This is the first year they're eligible, okay, though. Yeah, before my phone dies. Let me try to... Before my dick dies. I got this rock-hard fucking spear ready Neat. to plunge it into a quivering mound of love pudding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking gun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. gun's so funny. I don't care that OJ's in it. Mackie, good Lord. It's like he's asking and answering his own questions. All right, here's my... Here is my crush, Amy Lee. It's Aaron's bitch, too. If you loved me, Aaron loves her, too. You know that? Who doesn't? You guys are going to have to fight over her. I don't know if I could take Aaron. He's rather large. Yeah, he, he loops his punches, dude. Just uh, learn a good straight. You'll be fine. <laughs> learn a good straight punch. You're, you're a lefty, right? Mm-hmm. Spring that fucking left fucking hook. Not a hook, not a straight. You I do straight. Th- I, I throw a hook. And a mean one. You want to lead with you want to lead with a jab, then. Well, yeah, especially lead with the right jab. Hit him right in the nose. Hook. I don't. Yeah. I don't care if he's wearing glasses. No, she's not a one note. She's, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like she's got quite a range. This is very. Uh, she has a very distinct voice. So she's like one of the only people that. There's few people that, as soon as you hear them, if you're not familiar with it. Then you'll know exactly who they are, right? But the the music behind it is very generic. Yeah, it is. I mean they they but, knew what they knew what they were doing. But yeah, but her putting her little voice over it sounds good. You're a flyleaf. Yeah, they're pretty good. I, I like them. They, they I'm had a saying t- that probably only heard them once, but I know that they have a little redhead lead singer girl. Yeah, she's a tiny little thing. I just like the I like when she starts breaking the breakdown. Like here in a minute. That's a her weird angelic voice. Yeah, it's a nice juxtaposition. With it is this juxtaposition. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a regular thesaurus. <laughs> Stephen Wright. What's another word for thesaurus? <laughs> <laughs> what is another word for thesaurus? There isn't one. <laughs> A spirit spot will move from my dog and he disappears. <laughs> we could do an entire podcast just saying Stephen Wright's jokes back and forth. I'm against protesting, but I don't know how to show it. Was, <laughs> is that Stephen Wright or is that Mitch Hedberg? It could be either because they uh, they're interchangeable. Hedberg. But Mitch Hedberg just delivered it more like a stoner. Yeah. Here's uh, here's her breakdown. Yeah. They do this. I want to turn it up a little because when she belts it out, it's pretty neat. She's got the vampire girls dance around or whatever. And I, I like the video for this reason. She's very pretty. She is. She's gorgeous. I bet the same guy that directed uh, Mr. Brightside for the killer directed this video. Perhaps. It looks exactly the same. She's floating. My favorite part. Have parts. you ever heard her live? I have not. I haven't either. I wonder how much of this is studio tricks. Doesn't sound like a lot. Like, she's got a pretty powerful voice. Now, could she hold a note like that? I don't know. Well, I'm just... The note's not what's so impressive. It's the harmony. Yeah. And they don't like to... Uh, I'd say at least the harmonies are uh, fuzz, fuzzed with. Right. Meddled with. I don't know. They, met, they do it with everybody, though, because it saves time. Yeah, it they, does. 
And you just do run a little program, a little pitch correction program. And Did you see in uh, Ray that uh, Ray Charles could imitate the girls' voices? Yeah. Wasn't that just the fucking weirdest, coolest thing the black ever? people that got that extra extra vocal cord? Let me tell you, Brett. <laughs> Jimmy the Greek tells me. <laughs> God, that was terrible. Um, fuck. Yeah, they mess with every, Like, if you record in a big major studio... On the big major uh, labels, dime, you're in and out of there as quickly as possible. Of course, but, but like guys like Neil Young and Pearl Jam and those old school rock bands, money to fucking they spare. have their own. They record at their own place where they want to. Right. Neil Young still records on tape. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they, they do whatever they want. They they you can tell with Neil Young and Pearl Jam and all uh, fucking Jack White. They don't do any sort of fuckery with their shit. Right. They'll do the correct amount of takes. Where, Jack where White, sell, how right? did he? I mean, the White Stripes were big and everything, but they weren't that big, and they weren't that big for that long. Wise investment, maybe. Um, they were pretty big for like ten years. Were they? Until well, uh, I first yeah, when I first heard of them, they were playing at the uh, at one two three Pleasant Street in Morgantown. Really? And I think Hank the Third was opening up for him. You like him? He's a fine. I don't know. Yeah, he sounds. His music's okay. I haven't really given him much of a chance. Well, he's more of an idea and an image than he is, you know, music. He's he looks and sounds exactly like his grandfather. Yes, but he does a different style of the thing that his grandfather did. But it's still isn't he in Super Joint Ritual? I have no idea, but probably. I think he was. He was in that with uh, Phil and Salmo from Pantera. I think so. What was I saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> you were talking about the White Stripes and how oh, they yeah, started yeah. at one two. And three. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. We. We decided not to go because who were they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was one, two, three Pleasant Street. It's twice the size of this room. Yeah, and then there's a bar alongside, and they were playing in a place like that. It's like, it's a little bit bigger than the Empty Glass. Okay, probably actually probably about the size of um, Blue Parrot. The fucking Empty Glass. They get so many people. It is fucking Stanhope played there like two years ago. Uh, whoever plays on. Mountain stage usually goes over there and jams afterwards. So REM's played there. Ryan Adams. Um, REM played at fuck the empty glass. Yeah, they after they do the uh, mountain stage, which is just across the street, the Capitol Complex. They always have a post jam and the Carpenter Ants play, and uh, lots and lots of really great people have came over and jammed with them. Afterwards. That's fucking nuts. Jason Isbell was there in the last probably five years. Damn. Afterwards, yeah, everybody's done it. Chili Peppers. Chili Peppers went over there and played? Chili Peppers, that was a stop on their fucking tour back in the day before they were big. The Empty Glass? I think it's been there since like the 70s. Jesus Christ. That's fucking awesome. It's also the best sounding room I've ever played in. And it's part because just the way that fucking room is built. Mm -hmm. And uh, Roadblock, he uh, he's the sound man there. I guess he, he pretty much runs that place. But he's a pretty... He's the one of the better sound men I've ever been around. He's fucking incredible. And they've they've uh they've got really good equipment. Everything. Yeah, West Virginia is such a strange place sometimes though. I mean, it's like when we were walking around the other day before we went watch Rogue One, you know, when it was two degrees. And <laughs> my nipples were so hard. <laughs> Cut glass. Hey stupid. Hey dummy. All the people you like are here. <laughs> Looks like they hear somebody else. But anyway, um the we're still we're still so rural, like that. You know, even other people remark on that. Who who and when I've lived other places, uh, they say, "Well, they're from West Virginia." 
And they say, well, we don't say that. We don't say they're from Ohio because they don't give a shit. Yeah. But we do. You know, it's like one of us made it. You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah. Nobody that I've known from any other state is is, is like that. Unless it's from, they're from their town. Like right. On their block. Right. Like somebody from New York City. Oh, yeah. Frank Sinatra's from here. So. Yeah. See, they, and they, that, they that, would, be, Sinatra, that would be goofy, but, you know. But like if all the people that grew up on Biggie's block that knew Biggie when he was a kid. Yeah. But this is what it was so. So it's it, our we, state. We have as many people in our state as he had on that block. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they probably 20 or 30,000 people live on a block in yeah. New York City. They have like 8 million people. How many people do we shit. have living in the state now? Less than 2 million. And it keeps going down. That's crazy. Oh, I hope they all fucking leave. We'll just be running around fucking. <laughs> fucking hey, who wants to loot this store? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if they wanted to keep any of that stuff in there, they should have put Boz <laughs> over the glass. They know where they're at. <laughs> they're fighting. They're fighting over something. I, w- I wish we could attach. Uh... Hold on. I got... Mackie's got something he's chewing on, and Baxter's sta- hovering over him like a prick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a bone of some kind. Baxter's just like, motherfucker. Fully intact. And Baxter will just let, lay there with it in front of him because he's a prick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we don't, uh, we, we're very, like. It's small town. The whole state's small yeah. town, you know. Because it, it's like when somebody famous comes here, it's weird. You know, it's like. Uh. Because they're so larger than life and then they're put here and it's just like. You don't belong here, but it's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's like if I if if we were to go to the empty glass and the Chili Peppers came in, and I'm sitting there talking to Flea and Anthony Keys and shit, I wouldn't be starstruck, but I would be kind of weirded out. I'd be like, this is strange, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's like when I met with Lewis Black, I wasn't starstruck. I, well, fuck it, yeah, I was. I mean, he's one of my idols, but it was just weird to see him being in the city. You know, he's a he's a massive star. He's, you know, he's one of the biggest stars in the world, you know, when it comes to stand-up comedy. comedy. And um, he's no Kevin Hart. <laughs> that look, that, that silence you heard was me giving Dutch the death eyes for saying that. I thought they were fuck me eyes. Yeah. Well, maybe. So come over <laughs> and give you good old-fashioned laundry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, it's, like I said, it's just strange. Like, I... It wasn't strange in North Carolina. Like, I, I saw a few famous people down there. I saw David Ketchner. I saw Will Ferrell. I saw uh, Danny McBride. Good know. Lord. Yeah, they all, they film a lot of stuff down there. You probably saw them down. Around they were doing. Matthew McConaughey was on the beach a few times. Was he naked? He, no. He was, he, he was, Carolina Beach, he, he liked to hang out there. Like, he would. Seems like his scene. Carolina Beach, because it is, it's like, it, it's so strange because it's like, I say Carolina Beach is the size of Kanawha City, and uh, but it's not urban like that. Like it's it's country and it's beach. You know, it's beach town. So, but everybody knows everybody. So, and half of them are from West Virginia anyway. So, that is strange how a lot of people that are in North Carolina are from West Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> well, uh, we had a massive you know immigration of people when the coal mines closed and you know the state basically collapsed. And um, the woman who was running the Fat Pelican, which, by the way, 
we should all take a trip down there. Like Frampton came down and hung out and he loved it. And it, the Carolina beach is a great place, especially if you like to drink. And, um, it's, uh, one of the only things I like to do. Well, you, that uh, crush poon. <laughs> well, both those things you can do in Carolina beach. Lots of it. I might move there. Um, <laughs> you can make a living, uh, playing on the Island, just playing the bars. Yeah. But I have to play other people's songs. Well, I think it's quite the. I've, I think that's a uh, a deal at any at any stage. I get to get up and do what I want for for a living. <laughs> Could you really make a living? Or there's a few guys, Sam Melvin, especially one of the guys who who is a friend of ours. Uh, that's me. Okay, but Sam Melvin uh, didn't have a job. Has hadn't had a job in 20 years because he just plays the beach. Son of a bitch. What? I didn't know that. Yep. That's always been my uh, problem. Is that I'm too big of a fan of myself? Yeah, to do other people's stuff. Well, not really a fan of myself. But I was like, it would feel weird making money off of somebody else's thing that I'm doing. Right. Well, yeah. I get that, but but then there's actors; they do it all the time. Well, I just think that you have to, especially if you were going to move down there and make a living and stuff, you're going to have to just accept that that's part of it. They have to learn the fucking Margaritaville and. Not necessarily. You can still play a set list that you want to play. You don't have. They don't give you songs that you have to play. They just don't do that. But you know, you want to be a draw, so you want to play some stuff that people know. But then Sam was had played enough that people wanted to hear Sam songs. Yeah, that's the that's the key. And we were all friends, so we would go out and you know that was the thing. Like, uh, well, what are we going to do tonight? Well, it's Wednesday. Sam's playing. We're going to butt fuck, and then we're going to listen to Sam. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it was so cool. Shuck and Shack. Fucking uh, the dive, uh, fat pelican. I would love to take all you three to the fat pelican. It is a, it's a bar that was built around a stolen beer truck. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my fucking type of place. It's a actually. stolen beer truck, and they pulled it into this fucking lot, and then they bought the lot, and the and the beer company never fucking looked for the truck because they just wrote it off. You know what I mean? So they just constructed a fucking. What about bar. the driver? Just walked away from the motherfucker As far as I know <laughs> But it, It's a cobbled together From all kinds of crazy shit Like the guy building it Didn't know what the fuck He was doing half the time So that And in the winter There's a bunch of fucking uh, Like Pot bellied Iron stoves Awesome they, It's fucking badass They leave Scrabble and, and like Trivial Pursuit Laying around So people can play it They fucking Have TVs on They have a jukebox Of course You know Surf liquor Beer And when you want to go Buy your beer They have every fucking Beer you can think of And it's in the Fucking beer truck If she lets Yes Iron course. City beer uh, They have good beer Duff <laughs> Duff have they ever done that? Have Alamo. They ever, have they ever marketed that? Like, just let's just put out a fucking. Yeah, they beer. should. I mean, just, we'll, we'll do a licensing thing with uh, Bud Light or whatever. Yeah, I'd buy it. Fuck, I'd go <laughs> off the wagon for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, just Bud Light with a different label. Um, but I'm but, Homer Simpson. <laughs> go. Remember when he was? Uh, you ever see me went to Redneck Bar? Give me a Duff. We don't carry Duff. We carry Fud. <laughs> All right, fud me. <laughs> um, but the fat pee when you want to go, and that's what we call it on the beach, by the way, a little inside oh. inside knowledge. Uh, when you go to the fat pelican, uh, you buy your beer, and they say, "We'll go up there and get them," and they give you an empty six pack container. And you just choose from all the beers that are in the fucking beer truck that is still sitting there. It's like <laughs> and they, it still works. Yeah, <laughs> they get it worked on and stuff. And 
they have a a big uh, bikini competition every year. It's become a big thing. Like girls come from all over Wilmington, all over North Carolina to be in it. Um, classy broads, of course. <laughs> they're North Carolina broads, of course, are classy. Um, you know, for being such a weird uh, Republican state, they decriminalized weed. Did they? Yeah. Neat. A long time ago, I think. No. Thinking when I lived down there, it was still illegal. Five, six years ago, probably. Well, that's that's right when I left. So, um, Then there was... They had uh, The Last Resort. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> Which is... Uh, it's like... On this in this split where the road goes, uh-huh. and it's like sits there by itself. All these little weird. It's a very. It's a college town without there being a college in it. Nice, you know That's so, exactly what I like. Yeah, so because I loved living in Morgantown, but I hated going anywhere. Yeah, whenever but, I lived there. But it's like that. Like UNC Wilmington is right up the street, but nobody lived on Carolina Be- Carolina Beach because Carolina Beach was kind of like a. It almost had a uh, ruffian quality to it, huh? And um, but once you says this is my last resort, suffocation. Okay, that is over. That's way too much of Papa Roach. But they, uh, the great thing about Carolina Beach was is that uh, once you lived there for a little while, you became a local. And then you were rolling fucking deep, like because there were lots of fights on the beach. Like you know, you got frat boys coming from fucking UNC Wilmington. You've got Marines coming from you know Camp Lejeune. Oh, Jesus fuck. You've got. Um, but here's the odd thing: I was I bounced down there a little bit, and uh, I know it's odd to think of me as a bouncer. No, no it's a perfectly natural thing for you. No, it's not because I don't like confrontation, and I'm not a I'm not a tough guy. I may be but, big, but I'm not tough. But you do have something to prove. I'm just joking. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. I mean, I can, you know, fully embrace that. But I'm, I'm saying that, you know, they got got me to do it because people liked me, and I bet I was this, you know, not this. And he did a talking motion with one hand and, and a, a punch yeah. with the other. He, um, he was more of the talky guy. But so. we, uh, the Marines were never a problem because all you have to do is stop the Marines. Is like, what's your NCO's name? And then they shut the fuck up. Like, oh. Because they have to give it to you. If you ask for it, they have to give it to you. And they'll give you the number, and you can call their NCO. And, <laughs> and he will be in their ass before you could say fucking 20 burpees. You know, he's... <laughs> but they were cool. They would get a little bit rowdy, but they were nice. You know, very respectful. They're top manners in the Marines, you know. Um, the frat boys, on the other hand, dicks. Well, yeah. Would come fucking... And they were almost always juiced up. And then they thought they would fight the Marines over the girls. <laughs> and I'll and give the Marines a free one before you wouldn't try to. Bring well, <laughs> well, actually, I wanted to. I, there was I was working uh, uh, the Tangerine one night. Tangerine was a was a local like dance club type place. My both my cousins worked bartending there. And uh, the other bouncer was this guy, Travis. He was fucking enormous. He was God. He was one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen. What kind of dick you have on him? <laughs> Probably not. I mean. Average? Uh, probably below the amount of steroids he was slinging around. That guy was fucking enormous. Nah, just make his balls small, and then his dick would look even bigger. Hey. Hey. <laughs> he was a good dude. Um, he wasn't so good at talking. He was just kind of like, so he, he was chaining a dog in the front yard. He's he the is. guy you have behind you. Basically, yes. Like, uh, but 
there was going to be like a five on five fucking basketball tournament. <laughs> yeah, right in the bar. <laughs> uh, Marines versus frat boys. And I was tra- talking to him. We were outside. We were down on the landing. We had uh, the, the uh, a couple other guys with us, Paul and Dave. That would have been a slaughter if you if you let it happen. That would not have been cool. So no. it's probably good that you didn't let Well, I, I was talking to the lead frat boy. I was like, dude, you got to understand. It's like, these guys are Marines. And a couple of them were in for Afghanistan. I mean, I had talked to a couple of these Marines guys. They were cool guys. And it was over girls. And, you know, I took, like, the lead frat boy aside and said, dude, if you guys get in a fight, some of you are going to fucking die. You know? <laughs> And he was like, oh, man, we're not scared. I was just like, scared or not, that's what's going to happen. A lot of the people die when they're not scared. And some people die right in the middle of the night when they're sleeping. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that? Yeah. I know. <laughs> but um, but then he was that the the lead frat boy guy kind of sobered up a little bit, came back around, talked to us and said he's sorry and left. And we totally diffused it. It was, it was a, a nice moment for me because I was like one of the ones talking, you know, but I broke up a couple fights. Uh, put a guy actually in a chokehold <laughs> in one of the fights. Was it a rear naked? Yeah. You some, some guy taught, taught me how to do it. Uh, what was his name? He was a tough guy. Henzo Gracie. <laughs> I wish. Um, if he taught you, there was actually you there was actually a lot of MMA fighters on the beach who were really tough. Yeah, there's there's I think there's a gym in North Carolina somewhere. Yeah, but they're they tr- they were like they actually had a running rivalry with uh with Wilmington, like downtown Wilmington. Like there was two <laughs> opposing gyms, and they would get sometimes just get in places and beat the shit out of each other. But there was this guy, my my buddy Gib McCumber. Gib McCumber never lost a fight, and what a great name! Yeah, he was really. Gib was a great dude, man. I really liked him. He sounds like the guy that's already in the in the ring whenever the Ultimate Warrior comes out. Gib McCumber just looks at the camera, raises his arms up. <laughs> I love that. I, that's one of my favorite things about the. And then all of a sudden, here. <laughs> that was my favorite thing about some of the jobbers is when they really tried to get some heat. <laughs> oh, you're not there to beat to win anybody over. You're there to you're, take a beating. You're here to make the ultimate warrior look strong. <laughs> Come on. Like he needs that. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You just shot up mescaline before you yeah. went out to the ring. That was to calm him down. <laughs> he, he was on mescaline in every one of his matches, and that's how intense he was. <laughs> mescaline. Imagine him without it. <laughs> God. Um, Wilmington, or not Wilmington, but uh, Carolina Beach. That. The fat pelican. The fat pelican. Where did you bounce at? Pelican? Or? I bounced at, uh, I, I didn't bounce the pelican. I bounced uh, the, tan- the tangerine. And uh, where else did I do it? And there was another place. How was that other place? Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rowdy eighth graders. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, there was one more. I can't remember where else I bounced. But it was, uh, it was okay. I just, Were you drinking then? Yeah. So you're drinking on the job? No. Oh, that'd have been awesome to be a bouncer and drunk. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Starting shit just so you can break it up. Yeah. Um, it was, it was actually, it was okay, but it was just, I don't know, man. Uh, I can tell you this, looking back on it is, is a, looking back is a real regret because if I had been in control of myself and mature, maybe not even sober at that point, but just in a better place, it would have been a great time, you know. And plus, if Annie had been closer, you know, she was so far away. It's just, it, it was really hard on me. It's one of the reasons I drank like I did. But if I had been in a better frame of mind, it would have been a great place to live. I lived there for two years, and I only got sober the last three months of it. So, <laughs> you know, it was. 
but it was a man. I, I advise anybody from here who's looking to just get out, who's looking to to make it a fresh start. Wilmington's the place to go. Like it's there's jobs are pretty plentiful. Um, <laughs> the beaches are so neat, like because they're so different. You know, you got Myrtle right up the road. 45 minutes, you know, from, from Carolina Beach is Myrtle Beach. And then right up the road, you got Wrightsville. And Wrightsville is uh, like the rich folks' beach. And it's it's kind of neat, but it was, you know, it's very pricey. Carolina Beach was the best because it was, it had tourists in the summer, but it was never really crazy. And I'll take that back. I can make, I can, we lived near Curry Beach, which is at the other end of it's town. The Indian Beach? Curry. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. Good job. It's a real spicy beach. <laughs> yeah. That's a spicy meatball. Uh, beach will give you diarrhea. <laughs> Don't eat that beach. Beach chutney. <laughs> Butney. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah. We lived in a house like literally across the street from the beach uh, at first, and we lived pretty much in Curry. And it was a nice little house. Then um, we moved deeper into town. But when I lived when I lived in Curry, I could drive across the island ten minutes. Nice height of beach season. It took me an hour. It was fucking just that was like docked, you know. Morgantown, whenever school was out, you yeah. could get anywhere you wanted in five minutes. Yeah. And then when school was in, you're fucked. Yeah, it's terrible. You might as well walk. Well, but we never left the beach either. We we, we were on, it's an island, because you go across the Snow's Cut Bridge, and it's an island. So, and everybody was on island time. It was weird. Like, I remember I, was, I one day I showed up to work, because I had to walk from the north end, which is fucking deep sand where people can only take four four by fours you know what i mean and i had to walk from there to my fucking job drunk as shit got there <laughs> sober when i got there didn't even have any fucking shoes <laughs> and i said I, I said i'm late and i was about half an hour late and my boss said you're not late i was like i'm half an hour late he said buddy he said baby you're on island time you're not late till you're an hour late and even then, we don't really give a shit. He says, good work. I don't care. This really yeah. sounds like a place I need to go. Dude, it was great. That place that place was Harbor Masters. Harbor Masters was awesome. It was uh, it was a nice little bar. Like It was in the on the inlet. Like The only bad part about it was hurricanes and shit, man. It, it got flooded. Like One year, it was, well, I wasn't down there. But I, I miss Carolina Beach. I would like to just go down there and see... You know, see everybody again. So I'm going to take Annie this summer. So, and having about, oh, I've been back almost seven, eight years. Uh, no, it's been it's been six because I I lived there for two years. So it was about eight years during the height of when I was there. Charlottesville, Charlottesville, Virginia. That's where Virginia <laughs> University of Virginia is. Call back. <laughs> No, but, uh, but see, earlier whenever I, we were talking about it, I know people were like Charlottesville, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they were. And what I was saying, no, man, uh, it just yeah, we should we should all take a trip down there, man. It'd be it'd be good times. You guys go drink, hang out. You know, if I can ever get any money? It doesn't. It's not that much. Yeah, but I can't save money. <laughs> Mackie knows you can't save money. Uh, I don't have anything left over after I pay all them bills. Uh, Mackie. Brother, not being a good brother, fucking dick. <laughs> Listen, son of a bitch. What else you want to talk about? We've did an hour and we've not even said anything. This has actually been great. Well, that's what's best about this show. Um, Didn't say a word worth repeating. Mackie, come here, stupid. Oh, what are we talking about? Oh, 
Uh, we were talking about concerts earlier. My first, my very first concert was at the State Fair of West Virginia. Come here, stupid. And it was John Anderson and Tanya Tucker. That That's a f- good one. Yeah, John Anderson was great. Yeah, I mean, Tanya Tucker was fine, too. Did, was did he kid. sing Swingin'? Yeah, Swingin'. Mackie, dude. Charlene's just as pretty as in angels when they sing. Can't believe my hair on her just a swingin'. <laughs> swingin'. Uh, who else did I have I seen? Uh, Chili Peppers and in uh, uh, Pilots. Pilots were awesome, and I wasn't a big Chili Peppers fan. So, really, yeah. Um, what do you think their best song is? Chili Peppers. Mm. I know what I'm. I know what I'm going to say. So I was just asking. Under the bridge, for it. Under the bridge is legitimately a good song. Um, dude, it's it's on Blood Sugar Sex and Magic. Uh, give it away or um, the one on the. Uh, the Conehead soundtrack. Well, oh, that's Soda Squeeze. Just no, no, that song's great. That's, that's I was gonna say. That's, that's my legitimately favorite. a great yeah. song. We'll go Soda Squeeze. That. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Um, I saw John Mayer in the ballroom at the, um, the Mountain Lair. Really? Yeah. Before he was big. Bef- yeah, a couple weeks before he was big. <laughs> it was like twenty bucks, and there was a student thing. Was he good? That was fucking incredible. He's a. Great, I went out and bought. He's a great musician. I went out and bought two CDs of his. The next room day. for squares and uh, his room for squares. And he had one out before that. It was an EP. Heavier things. No, that was after room. It was for before squares. that. It was just like an EP of. It was most of the songs from Room for Squares mm-hmm. and a few other ones mixed in, but it was like mostly acoustic. Yeah, him by himself, and it was really. I fucking loved it, and uh, I saw uh, Seven Mary Three. Yeah, at WVU. I saw Live. And Fuel on the same night. They were at WVU. Live was amazing. Fuel yeah. was, Fuel, that was before Fuel was like cock rock. Yeah. It was like right right after their first one came out. It was really good. Fuel was a good band, man. Um, I saw uh, some incarnation of the Grateful Dead. Like It might have just been one dude touring, playing Grateful Dead songs, but I saw that. Rat Dog, maybe? It was uh, Phil Lesh. It was Phil Lesh and Friends was the name of it. But Yeah. He had like Warren Haynes, who's in a Government Mule, mm-hmm. um, Almond Brother. He was in the Almond Brothers too. Had a bunch of really great musicians with him. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And Pearl Jam three times. Abbott Brothers twice. They put on a good show. I can't think of anybody I've seen twice. No, I saw Perfect Circle twice. Hmm. That was a good fucking show. I saw some of Sonic Youth with uh, Roadies. Sonic Youth was supposed to open for Pearl Jam the first time I saw them. What happened? Something happened to. Th- to either Thurston or Kim Deal's mom or something, and they had to fly home. Hmm. So they had roadies and uh, whatever was left of Sonic Youth open for them. And Eddie Vedder came out and did a few songs with them. He did a few songs before they even came out yeah. on acoustic. And then they came on and played like three or four. Then Eddie came out and did three or four. Were the roadies any good? Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're Roadies are usually musicians. Mm-hmm. So they just pieced together whatever they could. One of them sang, one of them played guitar. Hmm. Yeah. It was. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. That, Who's the uh, singer from Guided by Voices? I have no idea. Saw him, uh, and he he was great. He opened for Pearl Jam in Cincinnati. I, for some reason, I can't think of his name, but he was great. I saw Justin Towns Earl, which is Steve Earl's son, Copperhead Road guy. Okay, yeah. At the Empty Glass. Okay. They did like a uh, the way they do it in Nashville. Whenever there's two guys playing, one guy will do a song. He'll go sit down, smoke a cigarette, drink a beer, which is what they did, because mm-hmm. you could smoke then. And then the other guy would come up and do a song, and then he'd sit down, 
That's how they do it in mm. Nashville. So I don't know why, but that's what they do. But that's how they did it up there. They had a table between them, mm. and they'd get up and go back. I think they did one or two together by the end of it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't been to a lot of concerts though. Like I see people all the time going to shit every fucking week. I'm like Jesus. Well, yeah, being around all those people. <laughs> no. I was going to say one of the ones I forgot to mention was uh, Dropkick Murphys. So Which? saw them in Myrtle Beach. Fucking great. Was it? Yeah. Are they your favorite band? No. Who's, uh, your, who's your? Have we ever? Weezer. Weezer's your favorite band. See, there, it's between Weezer or the Beastie Boys. I mean, I love the Dropkick Murphys. Don't get me wrong. I even love that whole genre of music. I love Irish punk, but it's. What's I, the best Weezer album? Best Weezer album, the Blue Album. Pinkerton. Eh, I disagree. Blue album. I like it. I mean, not, the Blue Album is is a better album, but um, Maladroit. No. Maldred's good. It's not bad. I will not have anybody talking shit about Maldred. It's not bad, but I'm just saying uh, the Red Album is okay. It's got uh, pork and beans and a couple I things. Li- I didn't like it. Uh, make Believe. Uh, I think I liked some of it. Yeah. Um, the Green Album I liked a lot, mm-hmm. but I, I did. I really did like uh, Pinkerton. Still do. Just because it was so fucking different than yeah. the first album. Yeah. Way less polish. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Well, that's what I mean. I just. The first album, for one thing, wasn't that Rick? No, it wasn't Rick Rubin. That was Rick Ocasek. Who did the Blue Album? I think he was the producer for the Blue Album. Well, it's dude. It, every song is good. Rick Ocasek's from the Cars. Yeah. So the Cars. That, there's an underrated band, huh? Absolutely. Fucking Cars. Who's gonna drive you home? Did they do that? Uh, they did the song on uh, Fast Times Original on High when Phoebe Cates get on the pole, didn't they? Dun uh, dun 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 dun. dun, dun. That sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like Is it that? No, it's not this, but this no. is great Yeah, that is great, actually <laughs> This is fantastic, but it's that's not them That's not the right song What is that song? This is just what I needed Yeah, that's getting a purchase I mind you coming here Wasting all my time, time, time What is I, I know the song that you're talking about It's an instrumental There's, they're a very hard band to nail down. What kind of music they? You know, yeah, they're not new wave. They had two, they had two different lead singers. Rico Casey did some. And this song's great. That is a great song, dude. Somebody, I think it was Adam Duritz from uh, Counting Crows. Yeah, he did an acoustic piano version of this. Yeah, that I think needs to be heard. <laughs> I think somebody needs to hear. We need to play this. I'm gonna try to find it, but this song's great. That's not Rico Casey, right? That's Rico Casey. Okay. Yeah. Which there's a lot of uh, Rivers Cuomo in there. Yeah. There's a lot of him in Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. I think yeah. Jesus Christ! There is a lot of Weezer in that. You know what I mean? Like it's very similar sound. Uh, Yeah, Adam Duritz did like a covers album. And this is one of the songs on it. I could listen. See, this Adam Duritz, when he's not super whiny, he's got one of the better voices. I always like Counting Crows. Great. Long December is one of my favorite songs ever. It's a great song. Yeah. And he was crushing ass back then, too. Fuck yeah. He was fucking he Courtney everybody on Friends. Did he really? I'm pretty sure. Even Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not Ross, but definitely Chandler. <laughs> he definitely pounded out Chandler. I think I'm crazy. 
I like that. He always sounds so earnest. Yeah. I miss the 90s, man. The 90s were very earnest times. You never noticed that? Oh, yeah. I mean, they were... The stakes were so high on everything. But they so weren't. Yeah, no. Life was so good. Like it was, it was I mean, especially for me, I was between ten and twenty years old and then or ten and yeah, I turned twenty in ninety nine. See, I was I graduated in ninety four. And ninety eight. So I was eighteen. And life you got it. Let's see. I was thirteen in nineteen ninety. So I was Five. Ten, eleven, and okay. ninety. Okay. I think I was ten for most of or no, I might have been old. I turned eleven in October nineteen ninety. Okay. Yeah. Just the nineties were and people talk about how much they miss the eighties. I miss the nineties, man. The nineties were the shiz. Ah, see I don't remember I mean I, even though I was alive for ten years in the eighties, I for the whole thing. Yeah. I was there for the whole thing. Yeah. But I remember the nineties a lot better because that was my more formative mm-hmm. formative years. Early 2000s were neat, too. Yeah, they're fine, I guess. It's yeah. it's such... The 20, 2020 is such a nondescript decade. I know. It's it's just like, eh, we had trends. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like the, 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 internet the 70s, was, 80s, the 90s. The internet, you know? internet really became a thing. Yeah. that That's the mark of it. And we elected a black dude. Yeah. Now we've... A Kenyan. Kenyan Muslim. Have I ever told you how much I, I really believe that he's actually from Kenya? Yeah. And he's a Muslim. <laughs> he follows that Kuran. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 do you think that's the thing that everybody thinks that the time that they came of age was the best one? Yeah. Uh, probably. I mean, but but, but there's but like there's like a legit r- argument. But for everybody's like this, right. Everybody's right. There is a legit argument for the '60s and '70s. Is there '80s and well, the '60s was great? Mm, I don't. I beg to differ. '60s sucked. Vietnam, fucking yeah. But with a the, lot of unrest, a lot of political upheaval. You know, Kent State, You're all that right. shit. See, see, what a lot of people don't understand is I just think about the music. We're heading, <laughs> we're heading to that again, like a really authoritarian state, and you know, I don't think we'll let it happen. Well, okay, the potential is there. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, the potential. I'm not going to go off in politics because I don't give a shit. I, I just don't think we can. We'll let it happen. Well, I think he's, and you know, again, don't give a shit. But I think he will likely be impeached before his first term is up. So, <laughs> the motherfucker might be impeached before he gets in. It's possible. Be awesome, they wouldn't want, it? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, but then Mike Pence. I mean, the uh, uh, special election, like Brock to third term. That'd be awesome. No, I mean, uh, he's okay, man. I mean, there's a lot of about him that's okay. I'm hearing he's going to pardon Bradley Manning, Chelsea Manning. I'm hearing that. Who are they? Che- it's Chelsea Manning. He's the one that leaked all kinds of stuff about us drone bombing. Um, um, that's not okay because nobody's churches. nobody's pardoned Leonard Paul Terry yet. It's fucking bullshit. Well, maybe he's going to. Well, see, that's the thing. They're not going to pardon Leonard Paul Terre because he's not a white guy. They're not going to pardon Mamiyo Abu Jamal because he's not a white guy. You know what I mean? It's I've heard I've been hearing about Mumia Abu Jamal since I was a child, and I, I know it's 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 a murder, and like there he got convicted, but it was like no evidence. Oh yeah, it's like the opposite of OJ. Yeah, <laughs> it was he was uh, Black Panther, and he was. Do you think OJ being convicted or uh, being um? Acquitted. Acquitted was revenge for that. I know for a from Amiyo Bu Jamal. No, I, I don't think it was revenge for that. But I know for a fact it was um, because there was a lot of black women on the jury, and they 
said, fuck, fuck that white bitch. Basically, I saw the documentary. I've heard the women that were on the jury say it. So. Really? Yeah. What's the documentary? It's called uh, OJ Made, Made in America. America. It's on Hulu. So they said that about that, that woman Essentially, being murdered? a couple white people. Are, are, like, they basically said they put us in jail for nothing all the time. So we can have one. So that's that, not fucking justice. That's that's essentially what it's. What I know, but that and the, these were actual jurors. That drives me fucking nuts. I know. I would watch that, and I, I see. I can't. If I know something is right, I won't keep my mouth shut. Like I've gotten in, and I'm not an arguer. I'm not a. I'm not a fucking confrontational person at all. If you hadn't noticed, and but when that kind of shit happens, I can't let. But I can't help but let it fly. Be like it's yep. bullshit. That's after, fucking bullshit. After twenty years, they finally came out and basically said it. That's why. The, I mean, there was more than they interviewed quite a few of the black jurors that were there, and some of them they came to a verdict in like less than six hours or something mm-hmm. after a year and a half long trial. That's unheard of. It's ridiculous. Like ev- all the all the people working on the trial were like, "Yeah, we're going to take a few days and we go up to wine country," and they had to fly back. Yeah. Like Johnny Cochran had to fly back. The the uh, prosecution had to come back from wherever the fuck they were because they figured it was going to be Marshall four, Clark. four days. Marshall Clark and Chris Darden. Chris Darden fucked up. How did he fuck up? The glove. Now, what happened with the glove? The glove did not fit. Okay. So, in turn, you must have quit. <laughs> he gave him a slogan. <laughs> and the, If the, the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit. Like, fuck you. The, 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 the weird the thing about that was, like, whenever leather... It's wet, gets wet. It's it shrinks. shrinks. Yeah, and then they have a rubber glove on him, so yeah. that takes up a little bit of space. And then he acts. OJ is an actor, and he's putting it on. He's like, ah. I mean, it's it, it's barely going over his over uh, half his hand, and he's like holds it up. He's like, I I, I can't do any more on the juice. <laughs> <laughs> he en- he ended every sentence without the juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, to hear that just makes me, because I don't like injustice of any kind. Like, you know what I mean? For anybody, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's bullshit. And you know what? Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman might have had it coming. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe? I don't, I, I don't think so. Probably. She was a fucking hot. She was a fox. Yeah. So all that good white pussy gone to waste. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, but yeah, that's basically what they said. And when you're picking a jury, like both both sides have to agree on it. That's fucking shitty. If like you're the side that doesn't want any black women on the fucking jury because OJ's a big handsome black dude and they yeah. all love him, but you can't deny every everybody. You know. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, a jury of your peers, but that's how fucked up our country is. is Did that- you ever hear about the uh, the black guy on the jury? There was a black guy on the jury that after the verdict was read, he got up and looked at OJ and did the uh, the black power fist in the air. Yeah, that was real. That didn't that didn't get out, but that was that didn't get out till recently. But that was the real thing. That's fucking bullshit. At least I didn't hear about it. Till That's recently. fucking bullshit. Yeah, I remember when the jury was read though, and there were black people in the room, and it was just like Family Guy. <laughs> Yeah! Oh! What? <laughs> Everybody was probably like, what? Yeah, we were looking at it. We were like, what the fuck you? You know, that's that's what I wanted to say. Like, fuck you. I don't give a shit. You know he's fucking guilty. We all know he's fucking guilty. No, they just acquitted him. Fuck you. You well, know they, why they fucking acquitted him. They got him. They got him now. Oh, yeah. It took him 10 years, but they fucking got him. He's in jail for the rest of his life, isn't he? That's what it looks like. Yeah. 
All because he couldn't handle his money. Fuck him. Good. Yeah, you don't go around killing white women. No, you just don't go around killing anyone. I mean, well, it's, I mean, uh, in cold blood, let's when get rid murdering of some Turks, <laughs> Serbians. <laughs> yeah, think well, of laps, Laplanders, Serbs with their long nose Res- hair. Residents of Hokkaido. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, pretty sure he's in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, fuck him. He was just trying to get stuff back from him that was stolen too, and they really amped up. Uh, yeah. Kidnapping charge Did they? Even though he didn't Take him anywhere If you hold somebody In a room against their will That's ki- that's kidnapping Oh yeah So He just got He got in with the wrong crowd man He did <laughs> He was He was in LA With all them good white people <laughs> Al Callings And then he moved to I think I guess he moved to Miami Yeah You can't go to Florida That's a fucking I have no desire ever To go to the city Never. Of fucking Miami what a goddamn I hear it's awesome, shithole. It just seems like the type of place I wouldn't enjoy. Yeah, I, I, it's not... I don't like places with plastic people. I, I can tell you that right now. I, I know I would not like Los Angeles. I just know it. You know, I think I'd like New York pretty well. I think I'd like Los, Los Angeles. It's, you just got to know where to go. Fair enough. I'd probably... If, I'd, like, I'd like upstate California, like fucking uh, wine Sacramento. country. Wine country. You sound like Elena and Aaron now. No, I'm serious. Even though I don't even drink. Just, I mean, it looks neat. It's just flat West Virginia, really. Rogan talks about how whenever he, whenever he go, drives anywhere outside of Los Angeles or San Francisco, it's like all Trump signs everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the big, uh, the big uh, fucking popula- population centers. They're yeah. all lefties usually, and then well, because they're all educated. <laughs> and when, when when you get out of there, they're all righties. Every, I mean, there's educated people here. They're not all. They're not all fucking liberals. Well, no, but I don't know, man. I, I'm having less and less time, less and less uh, inclination to excuse Trump and his supporters now. I just, I'm not excusing anybody. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not necessarily saying excusing. I'm just saying I, I'm not going to sugarcoat what I think about your candidate or why I think you put him in office. You know, a lot of racism. A lot of racism. Well, a lot of it had to do with that. A lot of it had to do with Hillary. Just well, just alienating that group. She lost to the worst, can- the most disliked candidate, and she lost to him. Well, and part of it is sexism as well. No matter what people want to tell you, it's true. I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah, but if you put a, a different woman up, she would have smothered Trump with her titties. <laughs> I mean, any halfway competent woman with uh, scared to shit without up. the. Uh, all the scandal and bullshit would have killed him. Yeah. But it was her turn. Now look what happened. Yeah. Well. <laughs> the fucking sentient Cheeto. <laughs> now what did I say? He's a. Uh, it's he's he, made almost entirely of le- uh, saltwater taffy and whale queefs. <laughs> yeah. Fucking good. <laughs> I'd forgotten that one. Fuck. All right. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Episode 41's in the books. Here's a little bit of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Soul to squeeze for your faggot ass. Have a good one, queers. That's a great song. Bye.
So polite. 